These are your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss Dumb and Dumber. And students who wish to attend the annual ski trip, please have your permission slips turned in by the end of the month. Hi, and welcome to the Retro Club, where your host, John. And Megan. What? <laughs> There's like a pause. I don't know. <laughs> I paused or you paused? You. I wasn't even talking. What the heck? <laughs> and do not give me a hard time. Well, <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what is going on this week before we jump into our movie? You won the football picks. I did. Thank you for giving me that one, because you usually give me a crap every week. Even when I do good, you're like, not that good. I know. I was really surprised. I know. And you know what's crazy? I would have won regardless of the Monday, the Monday night. night game. Yeah. Re- regardless of the outcome. <laughs> My Raiders look like a totally different team. I am so hopeful for the future. We finally fired Josh McDaniels and got rid of Ziggler. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Patriot way. This, that's not how the Patriot. That's not how the the Raiders do their thing. This means something to someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not I. Not me. Also, I want to talk about uh, Matt. It's such uh, a cool thing that he's working for Nintendo. Oh, okay, yeah, our friend Matt. Why, well, John? <laughs> I know that's random, but I, I that's just still such a cool concept to me. It is. He's like an art director for Nintendo. Just out here, we just have all these random nuggets of. I know we have we have <laughs> friends that do all these like crazy great things. It's not to say that we don't have other friends who do other cool stuff. Like I have a yeah. lot of friends that do a lot of cool jobs and get to go to a lot of cool places that I've not myself gone to. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but he, I mean, he works in a different time zone, though, right? Like you work on mm-hmm. Japan time. Yeah. Map. And then he shows me some like his concept art for stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really going to be in a video game. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I used to do art. I still paint every once in a while. I'm no like artiste, but I do like to dabble in painting. Yeah. But I used to like sketch and draw and stuff. Here's the thing. Don't let anyone crush your freaking dreams because I have to get on a pedestal <laughs> really quick because I was in middle school and my middle school art teacher pulled me aside and said that she saw potential in me and she's like there's this annual summer program that you can go to and hone your art skills and I was like cool neat I'm gonna do that and I did that and the woman who did ran that the art section of that because it's Mm -hmm. the arts so there was like music and other stuff I focused on art and I was going into my freshman year of high school. I was an itty bitty baby. I was actually the youngest person in that freaking class, right? Really? Yes. And she got mad at me so many times. It didn't matter what medium I was using to make art. She said I did it wrong. It, whether it was acrylic, whether it was sketch, whether it was screen print. I tried all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. and she like always, always told me I was doing it wrong. She's like, stop holding your pencil like that. Don't hold your paintbrush like that. Don't move your, don't mix the paint like that. Don't. And I'm like, I didn't realize you could do art wrong. 
I know. So. It's all about you, the creator. It's not. See, that's why, like, the teacher thing, sometimes it's just like an overrated. Yeah, she made me mad and she embarrassed me and I stopped doing art shortly after and it made me really sad Mm -hmm. because I found my sketchbooks like years later and I'm like, oh my God, if you asked me to draw that again, I couldn't and it made me really sad. So yeah, don't let anyone crush your freaking dreams. That's why I'm here on a podcast now doing what, talking about what I like and doing what I I want to do. You could have been somewhere cutting an ear off for your art. Oh, (laughs) Yeah, I guess I could be doing that. And like I said, it's not that I don't still dabble today. I think I've, you know, gotten most of the anger out of the way, (laughs) except for that little rant that I just did. But uh, yeah, do what you want. If you want to start a podcast, start a freaking podcast. Don't sell yourself short. How about that? Right. Can we talk about how excited we are for Thanksgiving? (laughs) I guess. Thanksgiving's just, it's an okay uh, holiday. I love Thanksgiving. I I love being with family. That's the big thing for me. It, oh, and football. I guess. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Thanksgiving's like a so-so holiday. I don't hate it. I was it. talking about that at work. Mm-hmm. And me and my manager both agree that people underrate Thanksgiving. It's her favorite holiday. <laughs> You're like Bob from Bob's Burgers, and I am everyone else in Bob's family. <laughs> right. They even put like <laughs> they put Black Boxing Friday. Day and Black Friday, <laughs> um, Day of the Dead. <laughs> Don't remember what else they put. Yeah, season premiere of Game of Thrones. Yep, just a lot of bad. And stuff. then Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> no, Thanksgiving's such a good time. It's my birthday, Christmas, Halloween, Easter. <laughs> so funny. What else has happened through the week? Not much. Ooh, actually, just kidding. Both of us out here making money moves at work. I got a promotion. Oh, you did? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can finally announce that. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I will be a supervisor now. So I'm excited to uh, supervise. (laughs) I don't know. It's going to be a pretty easy transition for me, honestly. It should be. You have the skills to do good at it. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> no problem. Anything else? I'm really trying to think. Uh, the uh, I got nothing. No. Like, this is actually kind of a boring week, if you want the truth. It was. It was. It's November. Doesn't feel like November. Not here in the Midwest. No, no ma'am. It's actually been hot. It's like in the 70s, and it's going to continue to be in the 70s, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want it to be chilly again. Like on Halloween, that was cold. Let's just stay there, you know, a high of 50, 60 at most. I just don't know how the weather gets so crazy here and it just never changes back. I was talking about when it snowed on Halloween. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that hadn't happened since I was a kid, but the cold literally stayed for like two days and was gone. Yep. It's a bunch of baloney. Yeah. Baloney. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of stupid things, this week... (laughs) We're going to cover Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yep. Released December 16th, 1994. This, honestly, as far as my family goes, this is is kind of considered a Thanksgiving movie. Really? We watched it a lot during, like, Thanksgiving time. I get, you know, and I, I realized when we first picked this movie, I thought it was random, but I guess it's 
kind of a winter movie. You know, yes. they're going to Colorado. Also, yeah. <laughs> it's snowing. I also have to talk about, this is the first movie that really made my, I'd never seen my dad laugh. And to see him crack up killed me as a kid because I was just like dumbfounded because I was laughing really hard, but he was laughing really hard. I just we were all sitting in the room not able to breathe because of some of the stuff happening in the movie. Was your dad just like a really stern dude? I don't understand. Just never because he jokes so much now. I I know he he just really let up. I think um, once we started getting older. Uh huh. (laughs) But I can tell you the exact moment it happened. And it just kept going from there. He laughed at the part where uh, they popped the owl with the cork. Oh, well, that's later in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he, he died laughing at the snowball. <laughs> oh, Which well. I can't wait to talk about this freaking movie. I know. We'll get into it. So tell us a little bit more about the movie. Mm-hmm. Released December 16th, 1994. So a winter movie. Mm-hmm. I saw it said 6th and 16th. So I don't... I think the 16th is right. I would think sometimes movies get released like a pre-release. Yeah. So that's probably what the 6th was about. Yeah. Like a test audience thing. Uh, It went to 2,447 theaters. Mm-hmm. This movie was a phenomenon. Jim Carrey was on a big rise. Yeah. And this movie, I think, really helped propel him. Yeah. And we'll talk about his what he was doing in the 90s here. Oh, absolutely. Shortly. Well, let's go through the top 10, shall we? Mm-hmm. At number one, Dumb and Dumber. Number it's two. Week. <laughs> yeah. The Santa Claus. Wow. Yeah. Uh, three, Disclosure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember that movie. Disclosure? Mm-hmm. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know why I said it I like that. need to call on Matt and Tony. <laughs> number four, Drop Zone. I'm positive that's a Wesley Snipes movie. Uh, I also don't know. I know it's a ride at like Holiday World or something or Six Is Flags. It really? Yeah, the drop zone. I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, number five, Speechless. Don't remember it. Yeah, no idea. Number six, The Lion King, which was another like phenomenon when it was released. Mm-hmm. It was in its 28th week by that time? Yeah, still at number six. That's crazy. Yeah. Number seven, Star Trek Generations. I think Star Trek had all like started falling off at that point. I'm not a fan of either Star Trek or Star Wars. I don't hate them. It's just not something I ever got into. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Junior. With Arnold and Danny DeVito. Oh. That's the pregnant Arnold movie. What? Yeah. Arnold is pregnant. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> It sounds familiar, but I, I can't. It, that's that's the movie. Okay. Uh, number nine, Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, the remake with uh, Dylan McDermott. Oh, it's probably got Matilda in it too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're right. Mara Wilson, I think is her yeah, name. Yeah, I was going to make up a last name. No. <laughs> <laughs> number 10, Richie Rich. Uh, kind of an underrated movie. That movie was was really big growing up. Coley Culkin was still on his... like. Um, I think he was coming down already at that point. I think he was a teenager. Yeah, but I think he was like, that was his peak. Because it was like that, then getting even with dad, then it just sank from there. I guess, I would argue he was already on the downfall, but (laughs) go off, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie's rated PG-13. That's accurate. That's right where it should be. Yeah, I'd take that. 
And for the genre, it's comedy slash screwball comedy. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe it that's not considered slapstick at all. I think that's just a nut screwball slapstick. It <clears throat> kind of all in the same vein. Mm. Running time, an hour and 47 minutes. Not too long. It's a little long. <laughs> no. For this type of movie, I think it's no. a little long. <laughs> this movie is so fun the whole way through. All right. So I'm going to go with the synopsis, if you will. Okay, let me see you punch out this first word. <laughs> That's really rude, honestly. I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. I read it like... I was going to read it and then you just interrupted me. All right. Imbecilic, best friends Lloyd Christmas and Harry Dunn stumble across a suitcase full of money left behind in Harry's car by Mary Swanson, who's on her way to the airport. That's the pair decide. The pair decide to go to Aspen, Colorado to return the money, unaware that it is connected to a kidnapping. As Harry and Lloyd, who has fallen in love with Mary, are <laughs> pursued across the country by hired killers and police, they find both their friendship and their brains tested. Wow. That's, that's a really nice way of putting that this is a good, a good buddy comedy. I guess. I just read the first word dumb. Like, when I first looked at it, I didn't know what it was. Did you really not? I was really like embolic. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> you can't talk crap to me anyway. Why? You're like, good luck like pronouncing that word or even knowing it. You I forget, did you forget, not say that mean. You forget that in that game wordscapes, I am like 400 <sighs> times better than you at it. Oh, God. If anyone else plays freaking wordscapes, I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm catching up. I'm getting there. Yeah, it'll only take you another year, but that's fine. Okay. <laughs> so the budget for this movie was $17 million. I got to go back to that real quick. <laughs> so Megan's been like staying up late trying oh. to play this stupid game that I stopped playing like a year, maybe two years ago. It's like a Scrabble game. Kind of. Yeah. It's a weird... It's a... And then she starts handing it off to me and I have to fin- uh, finish some of them out for her. Okay. Very happy. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me but be. But let me keep going. So she's just trying so hard because of the bitter irony that I have such a high score in the game. <laughs> well, I only just recently started playing it. Only recently ever started playing it. Yes, ever. Yes. Bull. I promise if I can find a start date on it, I will show you. I guarantee you're the one that showed me the game. Oh, get out of here. Come on with the movie. How <laughs> You said $17 million. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. a good budget. Yeah. That's about what Jim Carrey would cost. Uh, box office, $247.3 million. That's really good. Uh, yeah, I would say so. For a comedy not made by not made by a huge company, like New Line's not like a ginormous corp. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's a great turnaround. I mean, I think New Line's a bigger company. I think about their, you know. I think they're a company that helps get stars off the ground. I, I don't know. I would have to look into that before I say anything like definitive. Okay. But anyway, uh, so it's directed by Peter Farrelly of the Farrelly Brothers. Uh, he's done There's Something About Mary and Shallow How. Yeah, if that gives you any idea of <laughs> what. And Kingpin. You can't forget Kingpin. Okay. <laughs> That's a great one. Oh, and so for our cast, we have and Megan went with just making sure that these were movies in the 90s. 
<sighs> yes, John, I wrote your notes again, and Thank I only you. pick movies from the 90s. It's so much funner for me when you do it that way. So for Jim Carrey, we had Ace Ventura. That is the movie that made him a star. This movie yeah, followed. Yeah, I wouldn't say so. Because he did like this in The Mask. Mm-hmm. So you had Ace Ventura, The Truman Show, great movie. The Mask, which we just watched recently with our daughter. Yeah, because I talked about when we said, when you see the new line, the logo, the logo. what movie do you think of? And I hate that that's the first thing my brain goes to is The Mask. So we finally sat down and watched it, and it is a ridiculous movie. <laughs> but there's a reason for uh, the new line thing with Jim Carrey, which I think will end, if you didn't if you don't have trivia on it, I will be able to tell you. On New Line? No, mm-hmm. I just have on this movie okay. in general. So Jim Carrey got stuck in like a three film contract with them that paid mm-hmm. him no money. Oh. So he got paid no money for like three blockbuster movies. It was like The Mask, uh, this, and I can't remember the other one. Hmm. Oh, he did Liar Liar and Cable Guy. Also two very fun films. Liar Liar is one of my favorite films ever. Yeah, he did a good chunk of movies in the 90s. Yeah, he did. That uh, he was red hot, yeah. Red hot. Next. So we had Jeff Daniels who plays Harry. Mm-hmm. He was in Speed, great movie with Keanu. Yeah, and Sandra That's, Bullock, right? Mm-hmm. We don't need to talk about her. Oh, okay. One hundred and one <laughs> Dalmatians. Always forget that he's in that. Yeah, he plays That's a live the action, right? Pongo's owner, which I can't think of his friggin' name. I can't yeah, know. we'll just say Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then uh, Arachnophobia, great movie. Mm-hmm. I think I've watched that movie a lot in my life. It's so um, good. I only ever watched it when we got together. It's yeah. been a while. But you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Lauren Holly, who plays Mary, she was in What Women Want. That's not a bad movie. Turbulence, I don't no clue what Turbulence is. And <laughs> she's on the show NCIS. Yeah, I assume like a main character because it says like still on the show. Mm, for yeah. a long time. Well, um, you'll probably cover that. I'll go back to her. Okay. Later. Uh, Mike Starr, he's been in a ton of movies. He was in uh, Uncle Buck, The Bodyguard, Goodfellas. But he's he is like in a ton of movies I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Victoria Powell. Rao. Oh, she's the... A Rao, I'm sorry. She's the FBI agent, right? Yes. Okay. She was in barbed wire. That <laughs> that sucks that that's on her freaking... She, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man, that movie's awful. And the distinguished, never heard... Distinguished the... gentleman. Never heard of it. Harlan Williams, who plays the straight st- the state trooper. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's in some good movies, too. Mm-hmm. He was in Rocket Man, Half-Baked, Superstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. Love him. <laughs> Brady Bloom, who plays Billy. I went ahead and threw Billy on there, the little kid. I just had oh. to have him. <laughs> he is the voice of Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, for a long time. And, of course, you had to put that he was in search of Dr. Seuss. Yes. So it's like he does these really heartfelt movies and TV shows. Pretty bird. <laughs> and then he's in this. like Movies, movies hilarious, though. You're downplaying how funny it is. Well, let's get into it, shall we? Speaking of Billy, I'm going to go with my first scene Mm -hmm. because the scene I picked, 
here's the thing, and we're going to get into it with the honorable mentions. Oh, there's a lot. For me, it's not necessarily the scene. It's the lines in the scene that stick <laughs> out to yeah. me, uh, especially with a comedy. I think it's, it's not necessarily... <clears throat> Goodness. It's not necessarily what's happening in the movie, but what is being said in the moment. So the first thing I went with is when they give Billy. (laughs) So they're already being um, tracked by the police. Well, oh, no, the um, kidnappers, I guess you would call them. And to leave a warning, they cut the their bird's head off. They cut (laughs) Petey's head off. And. They were getting rid of all their stuff when they're getting ready to hit the road to go to Aspen. <laughs> and he gives the gas bill? blind Billy, <laughs> gives blind Billy the freaking bird. And he's like, Harry, I took care of it. When he's like, Petey didn't have a head. <laughs> I was able to make 25 extra bucks before we left. Where'd you get 25 extra bucks? I, I sold, sold some stuff. Things. Yeah. The Billy and Forcey. What'd you sell him, Lloyd? Stuff. <laughs> what kind of stuff? I don't know. A few baseball cards, a sack of marbles. <coughs> Petey. John, oh my God. Can Petey, you... you sold my dead bird to a blind kid? Yeah. Yeah. You going to quote the whole scene or just... I can quote this whole movie. <laughs> okay. This movie is so fun. So that's uh, the scene I'm opening up for. For my first scene, I love when they're <laughs> in Aspen in the cold. Mm-hmm. They went there with just barely any money. <laughs> in a dog van that they end up having break down. Mm-hmm. I have to Sheep go dog. there on a little kid's moped. <laughs> <laughs> they get 70 miles to the gallon. But um, when they're finally there, they're stuck there at nighttime and they have to stand in front of a, like, <laughs> a burning trash can and <laughs> Lloyd has gloves on, well, mittens, and Harry's just talking about how his hands are numb. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, Jim Carrey's like, oh, you should probably take these extra gloves. He pulls this other pair of gloves off his hands. <laughs> extra gloves? You've had this pair of extra gloves this whole time? Yeah, we're in the Rockies. It looks at <laughs> me like he's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's this big scene where they he's chasing him around. And they, he just talks about how this whole briefcase has done nothing but been a curse on them he tries to toss it and then they wrestle and then just to make matters worse that the best part of it is when he's choking lloyd on his table and he's like and lloyd's just like harry your hands are freezing (laughs) (laughs) that's just that's really good comedy oh my god all of it i don't know i say favorite scenes these aren't necessarily favorite they're just so oh these are definitely favorite scenes they're so dumb so my next scene is probably going to have to be the restaurant scene when they, <laughs> they're, they've picked up one of the kidnapper guys. He's posed mm-hmm. as a hitchhiker mm-hmm. and that broke down. They've annoyed the crap of him up to the, like it, within the first five seconds of being in the car, he's already wanting to like shoot them. And they end up stopping at this restaurant that's known for having like all these peppers and super mm-hmm. spicy things super or whatever. Super spicy food. And while they're having lunch, whatever, he finds out that these are just two really dumb guys who are in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And before he even has a chance to say anything, they he tricks he doesn't trick them. He tells them to eat a pepper because they keep daring mm-hmm. each other. And he's like, why don't you both just eat it? 
So then they try to get him back when he walks away by putting like a handful <laughs> of those peppers on his uh, hamburger. They're going to play a joke on him. Yeah. Well, then it's just like everything <laughs> go wrong goes wrong. Because that guy also has an ulcer. Yeah. So he's yelling to go get the pills. And while Harry goes <laughs> to get the pill, Lloyd's like, I know CPR. And like, <laughs> spits his, spits his burger out. <laughs> And then goes to give him CPR. It's, it's a lot this, simple if you if you just lay back. This guy's would literally rather die than have him put his mouth on it. I love when he starts clubbing him in the chest. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! And then of course he when they brings the pills back, you find out it's the poison and not the pill. Uh, <laughs> I love how he goes out when he dies. Oh, the girl. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Check, please. Yeah. <laughs> Just really silent for a second. Yeah, that whole scene's ridiculous. Yeah, because the worst part is it's a fun movie, Megan. You're playing off how funny it is. The worst part is the movie could have ended there. He could have called off the hit and said, "Hey, these guys are just really dumb and shouldn't have taken the suitcase." But he dies before he gets a chance to, so we still get like another forty-five minutes of this. You want to know something though? Hmm. That was my next scene. Oh, was it really? Uh huh. Oh, God, I see your note. Jesus, John. <laughs> I love this whole scene so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get like this really good comedy from Jim Carrey, who's such a good physical actor. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff Daniels just makes everything. He, he makes Jim Carrey up his game. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the scene where they're eating the peppers and stuff. They just in the <laughs> on a whim in this moment. Started squirting ketchup and mustard in their mouths. That wasn't in the script. You know that went up his nose too. <laughs> it's like, so oh funny when it fountains out and Jim Carrey with this like chip tooth is trying to catch it. <laughs> oh yeah, I get. <laughs> oh Jesus! Lord, this helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Jim Carrey is just trying to help save this guy's life, but he's just. <laughs> Obviously, he doesn't know CPR. He starts taking his legs and like pushing him in out with the battery and with the good. And she, the guy kicks him right into the window. And he doesn't give up. He comes no. right back. That's when he spits his food out. Mm-hmm. I love what I just can't handle it. When he clubs him in the chest like four times and the guy makes the noise, it's just so fun. Oh, my God. Lo- <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to just watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah. I always, when he squirts that ketchup and mustard in the air i just always think about how it had to have gone straight up his nose and just yeah gross that sounds like a dare harry it's a double dare okay so my next scene this even as a kid like had me dry heaving it was so gross um it's the part where jim carrey really has to pee so he ends up peeing in a bunch of empty beer bottles hanging out in the car in the van and they get pulled over because they're driving crazy (laughs) what are you a camel (laughs) harry's having to hold all these bottles and drive at the same time so he's swerving so the cop on the motorcycle pulls him over and that's uh oh what's his face harlan williams yeah you've been doing a bit of boozing have you yeah back on grandpa's old cough medicine we used to say that in school all the time are you serious (laughs) yes uh but he keeps telling him to give him the like to have having an open container is illegal and tells him to give him the freaking beer bottle hit it makes me sick just thinking about because then they keep trying to tell him not to drink it and he's like you shut your mouth i'll do you don't tell me what to do you and shut your mouth if you knew it was good for you buddy uh yeah and then ends up taking a big swig off oh, one man. of the bottles yeah he took a huge pull off that bottle oh god <laughs> and the i love thing when he is, starts doing the mouth thing the, yeah i can't do it uh-uh 
<laughs> um, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Uh, uh, I felt that too, man. How he reacted. Two great parts in that is when he finally gets it, when he finally swallows and Jeff Daniel goes, Tic Tac, sir. Oh. <laughs> and another good one is when they f- are first getting pulled over and Jeff Daniels is stuck holding all these bottles. Uh-huh. And the guy goes, pull over. No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That whole, it just, it, it I, I skin crawl. I honestly should have put that down. I That was one of the ones I wrestled with. Because there's just so many fun and just memorable moment, moments from this movie. This is one of the most quotable movies, like, in my life. Really? You want to know something? I'm going to tell you something I don't think I've shared with anybody. In elementary school, I used to uh, get asked all the time to do impressions of Jim Carrey. Oh. <laughs> so this was one of the go-tos and uh, Ace Ventura, hmm. both uh, Pet Detective and When Nature Calls. See, I can quote Ace Ventura. I can quote both of those pretty well. And Liar this Liar. This is just uh, this one. I don't know. <laughs> let's, keep, <laughs> let's keep it going. <laughs> oh. So arguably this was this was up there for me for best part of the movie period but so there's they go to this party that Mary Swanson's going to be at uh they're like the Cinderella getting ready for the ball oh sequence yes. where they're getting toenails trimmed with like um <laughs> grinders mm-hmm. uh they put a little bowl on Lloyd's head to cut it cut the perfect uh <laughs> I guess crosscut. I guess <laughs> bowl what you call cut. it bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> and they're trimming their nose hair, and they just have like like <laughs> just mounds of hair coming out of their nose. This is gross. <laughs> Lloyd acts like he gets his throat cut, getting a shave. Oh yeah, with the ketchup with the packet. <laughs> yeah. And then we see them come to the party, and they're one's in a powder blue tux, the other one's in a bright orange tux. Yeah. And they're sword fighting with canes. <laughs> One gets whipped in the back of the legs. Yeah. <laughs> Man. And then the guy tries, tries to stop him at the door. He's like, this is 500 plate, $500 a plate dinner. He's like, oh, really? Well, put us down for four in case we want seconds. <laughs> this is just so many good things that happen in this. Lloyd thinks Harry's going to set him up on this big date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Oh my gosh. <laughs> he gets so excited, he grabs a bottle of champagne from the bar, starts shaking it up, <laughs> pops this cork, and then kills this like endangered owl. Yeah, kills one <laughs> of the two owls that are yeah. left. <laughs> I just, even thinking of that, you hear the owl go, whoop! <laughs> it gets popped, and you just hear it hit the cage. Boy, this party really died. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> All right, that's that's mine for that. Okay. Again, every scene, God, every scene I'm picking is just it's cringy to me. That's why I just I'm realized this. my uh, second one. Mm-hmm. I it was the wrong one. I did. Oh. I piggybacked off yours, but can I redo this one? Sure, I guess. All right, sorry. I'm sorry. I'll come back. I promise, and then you can do yours. Okay. But I need to redo uh, my uh, four, my number four. So I put that it was the uh, guy dying. Uh-huh. It's not that. It was actually the part where oh, Lloyd finds out God. that Harry's uh, going behind his back and hanging out with Mary, and he thinks something's going on between them. 
So he's like, why don't you have a have a drink with me before you go out for the night, buddy? I forgot all about that <laughs> this scene. This scene is funny, too. So he's pouring him a cup of tea, but he has this liquid laxative. That he just tips right into the cup. <laughs> like a lot of it. Yes. For fast, effective relief. <laughs> and then Jeff Daniels is just driving. And you hear his guts go... <laughs> and then he gets to Mary's house. And then he just runs right to her, right for her bathroom and just blows up the toilet. My worst nightmare. Yes. Not only does he blow it up. But a girl that he's got like this thing for tells him the freaking toilet's broken. Yeah, I hope so you're not you get, using the bathroom. And then you get that scary music. Mm, mm. <laughs> huh? <laughs> no, I'm shaving. <laughs> I love when he starts trying to fix it, but his pants are still down. <laughs> Come on, flushy bastard. <laughs> you turn into a, a plumber so fast. I know. <laughs> the big thing is he didn't even pull his pants up, though. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I mean, he could have actually died. That's dysentery, y'all. <laughs> Could have killed him. <coughs> All right. I'm glad I threw that in there because I didn't want to leave that one out because that scene, as immature as it is, it's still funny. I really, When I read what it said, I was like, okay. I, mean, I thought you were talking about like his gurgle. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but also, um, Jim Carrey, when he's uh, laughing when <laughs> all this happens, when he's doing the hey, 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 driving by on the little scooter <laughs> to the, uh, the music from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, go ahead. (laughs) Okay, my second to last scene is they've pulled over at some point to get gas. And um, Harry is... Is it Harry? Yes, it's Harry that's getting the gas. Oh, because at the same time... You know what? There's a lot going on in this scene. So while Harry's getting gas, this car pulls up next to him, this lady with skis, and he goes, nice skis. They yours? (laughs) both of them (laughs) but it's when she starts like he's hitting on her kind of and for some reason she's they're both going to aspen kind of into it and i'm just like girl don't don't i mean we know why we find out later why she's talking to right but she's acting into it and so he says you know give me i'll go ahead and get your number and she starts giving him the number and then realizes she's giving him an old number and and while all this is happening, he's lit her cigarette and thrown the match down <laughs> on his leg after he sprayed gasoline all over himself. Yeah, it, the dog looked like it was peeing, but it was just overflowing because he was fill- oh he overfilled the tank. And he's like, "All right, five, five, five. And he's like stomping his foot trying to get her hurry. Just tell me, I got a really good memory. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh wait, that was my number from when." And- <laughs> For God's sake, just give me the damn number. <laughs> and she's like, "If you're gonna act like that, forget it." Right? You know what? Just forget it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jim Carrey is trying to take a, a leak in the men's room, and he sees something written on the wall about for good good man love and be here at such and such time. At 2.15, yeah. exactly. So Jim Carrey, just half asleep, like really quickly peeks at his watch and sees that it's time, and you get this more scary music. <laughs> Find a happy place. <laughs> when he locks, every time I see him lock the uh, stall, because he's already peeing in there without the locks begin. Yeah. And then he crawls up on the toilet. I'm just. <laughs> oh, then it, a pre, previously in the movie, 
a guy that they screwed over at a uh, little rest- dine-in. Oh, yeah, the diner. That's his right. His name's Seabass. He's the one that does it and just wrecks the door getting in there. And sees that it's Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey lets out that great scream. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? The the bad guy's name, well, one of the guys is Seabass. That's the name of that character in SpongeBob. Freaking yeah. Seabass with the pickles. Mm-hmm. I love this part, though, because then following that, Jeff Daniels, whose leg's on fire, just comes running into the bathroom Kick and he just rams the stall back and then starts <laughs> jamming his foot into the toilet. <laughs> Jim Carrey sucking, sucking his, his thumb, thumb in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh man, good part, Megan. Thanks. Good job. And our last scene. Nope, no, no, no. Huh? I have. I still have two. Oh, because you skipped over. Okay, you do your two because we both well, picked you... the same last scene. Oh, we did. Anyway, so. <laughs> They stop off because Jeff Daniels can't drive anymore. He's been driving for nine hours straight. Oh, God. <laughs> and they decide that when they make their next stop that he's going to let Lloyd drive. So Lloyd goes into this gas station, uh, brings out a bunch of stuff, runs across a couple <laughs> guys. And this is a line I still use today. Oh, big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. Just doesn't <laughs> even talk to these people. Just says something to them and leaves. He does pause and just stare at them. And they're just awkwardly <laughs> staring at each other. He goes, well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts driving. Totally misses the uh, turnoff to get to Aspen. And he's headed to like Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> and they're driving through the night. And it's now morning time. <laughs> and Harry wakes up. And he's like. We, almost, we there? I thought the, <laughs> the Rocky Mountains were a little rockier than this. I was thinking the same thing. That John, John Denver, Denver is full of shit, <laughs> man. Yeah. And then the, it just cuts to this scene where <laughs> Jeff Daniels is sitting with his butt crack out. And Jim Carrey's <laughs> trying to apologize because he just drove a quarter of the way. Across <laughs> the country. In the wrong direction. Oh, my God. I couldn't even. <sighs> That's insane to me. I'd be so mad. So they come to like this little impasse where Harry decides he's walking home, even though they have no money. <laughs> and I guess Lloyd just stayed back. But then you get this part where Harry's hitchhiking, and then he sees something out on the horizon that he thinks is a, an illusion. And then it goes down a hill and comes back up, and it's Lloyd on this little scooter. He pulls up and has that little bell on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Get 70, 70 miles of the gallon on this hog. That's intense. 70 mm-hmm. miles. <laughs> and then <laughs> Harry's like, where did you find that? Some kid back in town. Traded the van for it. <laughs> Straight up. So stupid. Okay. Well, our last scene. Totally redeem yourself. Oh, yeah. that's. Uh, I love that scene. Love it. The last scene, we both picked the same one because it's ridiculous. It's like this little hangout. That <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how anybody couldn't laugh at this. I know I just got really loud. <laughs> but this scene is just, it's so funny. So they're already in Aspen at this point, And Harry and Lloyd are both hanging out with Mary and trying to win her affections or mm-hmm. whatever. And there's this scene where the scene we're talking about is when Harry is hanging out with her. Mm-hmm. They're just having a, a kind of a, a snow day. I don't know. Yeah. They're... The mom set it up. 
Mm-hmm. So now they're hanging out. They meet at a lodge. They got on like the ski lift and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but oh, yeah. With the tongue. Yeah, Harry stuck his uh, tongue to the pole and it stuck. And they had to have like she emergency. Had to rip him, she had to rip his or mouth she off. she did. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but then later they're, they're walking through the snow and she kind of picks up a handful of snow and tosses it at yeah, him. Yeah, playfully. Him. <laughs> he gets real offended and then just makes a snowball and drills her in the face with it. <laughs> He stops so fast and like whips around, looks at her like, excuse me. I love when he spits after that. <laughs> she looks at him and she starts winging snow at him. So he tackles her into the snow down a bank. And, and pushes pushing her, her face, face down. <laughs> this is the only, I feel like this is one of the few scenes that is truly funny instead of cringy oh, to come me. On. Although some of them, most of them are cringy. This one is just genuinely funny where he grabs her face and rubs it in the snow. Then they build the snowman. Oh, puts the carrot. Yeah, on the bottom bottom roll and yeah, carrot wiener got it. Yeah, (laughs) and the thing is, he didn't even do it as a joke. He did it and realized it was wrong. Mm -hmm. Like she thought he was being funny, and he's like, oh, oh, (laughs) Uh, that whole montage is ridiculous, hilarious, freaking hilarious. But there's so many honorable mentions, too. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of them. Like we said, there was Billy and Forsyth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actual part where... <laughs> actually, at the beginning of the movie, uh-huh. Lloyd's hitting on a girl. Oh. And you find out he's a limo driver. And Harry's uh, a dog groomer wearing this awful outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got, like, actual meals for these dogs instead of, like... <laughs> dog food? Yeah. And they both get fired. One of them falls off a jetway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> again. Again. Yeah. <laughs> he does say it's the second time, or at least it's happened again. I also love the part in the movie, it's towards the end, where they can get hired to uh, put oil on these girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're just like, there's some guys about eight miles that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh- I think about the, again, it's a cringy scene where it's the montage when Jim Carrey, when Lloyd is fa- or, uh, daydreaming about hanging out with Mary at the oh, lodge. Oh, the Mortal Kombat scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that always grossed me out when he puts the heart in the paper bag. Oh, the doggy bag? Yeah. That grossed me I out. I love it when he, when he, cr- when he uh, crinkles it up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's it's just a bunch of one-liners in this movie. Not one, but yeah, it's the lines in this movie that get me. Yeah, I love when Jim Carrey's dressed as a cowboy, comes downstairs at the big hotel where they find the money. <laughs> uh, he goes to the bar and he's there all day mm-hmm. talking to that girl. And she's just trying to talk to him, but he doesn't want to talk back. And he's like, no, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Our, the end of the movie was like, where's my money? And they're like, those are IOUs. <laughs> That's as good as money, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, like when Harry's on the bed and he's like trying to make this guy do something. <laughs> we went, we went on a date. She touched my leg. Okay, kill him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does shoot him. That's right. <laughs> oh my god! And then, of course, the big reveal when you find out the chick he was hitting on with the skis that was going to Aspen was actually a an officer. FBI agent that was following them because she knew that they had. They had the uh, suitcase. Yeah. 
ridiculous movie. This movie is so dumb. <laughs> it is called Dumb and Dumber. It is. I know. I mean, you. The, there is no false advertising here. You knew what you were getting into. <laughs> hey, I, this movie is one of those movies I could talk about for hours at a time. I could give you all kinds of honorable mentions for this. Stuff that we would just not remember but are so good to this movie. Instead, how about I give you some trivia? Yeah, sure. Feel free. Okay, so uh, one of the first things is when Harry and Lloyd are in the car, Lloyd asks if Harry wants to hear the most annoying sound in the world. So See, we didn't drop where, that. Yeah, uh, that was not originally in the script, and you can tell if you watch Jeff Daniels' face that he did not know what Jim was doing in that scene. He kind of looks at him like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after scamming Seabass, so the guy from the diner, to pay for their bill, Loy says he saw it in a movie. And he tells that whole thing. He's like, well, did they get away? He goes, no, they killed him. <laughs> like, you know that whole, uh-huh. that scene? The movie he's speaking of is Something Wild. That came out in 1986. And the guy who pulls the scam off is played by Jeff Daniels. Oh. So it's a tie back to one of his own movies. That's cool. According to the, is it Fairley Brothers? Is that the director's last yeah, name? Okay. Fairley. Jeff Daniels wasn't wanted for the film, but Jim Carrey wanted him. In order to ensure a no from him, they offered, like, they wanted him to say no and mm-hmm. be just appalled at this offer. They offered him $50,000 for the role. That's it. Wow. You want to know something cool about it? Sure. There was more to it. But oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and I'll, then I'll tell you my part. Okay, well, to their surprise, he accepted without any hesitation and did not attempt to negotiate despite insistence from his agent that the film would, quote, kill his career. By 1994, the film was Daniel's most successful. Mm-hmm. He was not looked at as like a comedy guy at the time. Mm-hmm. He was more of a serious actor, a really good actor at that. Mm-hmm. So this was him branching out. So I've always wondered about Jim Carrey's tooth. How they if they made him like wear a denture or mm-hmm. something? They, he really just has a fake tooth, doesn't he? Yeah, that's his real tooth. Jim Carrey chipped his tooth years earlier, but had the cap removed for the film to make his character look more deranged. I like it. It helped. It made the it made the character work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so d- Jim Carrey is kind of a off a script kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like, just with comedy, you kind of have to go with. That's when he does his flow. best stuff. Yeah. So in the bar scene in Aspen, the line where he says, no way, that's great. We've landed on the moon. (laughs) That was not in the script, but it was made up by Jim Carrey on the spot during shooting when he saw the. That's great. We didn't drop that either. And I was, I was thinking about it. Yeah. All right. Jim Carrey refused to shoot an alternate ending of Harry and Lloyd getting on the bus with the Hawaiian tropic girls. Yeah. Cause it made no sense. Yeah. He didn't, he like would not film it. Yeah. He got what the movie was about. Mm hmm. So if Mary were to have ended up marrying Lloyd and taking his last name, her Mm -hmm. name would be Merry Christmas. And Lloyd notices this connection in a deleted scene. Oh, I never even put that together. And I've this movie a hundred thousand times, maybe. (laughs) Right. Well, because you never thought they'd actually get married. Uh, You're just giving that look. Yeah, because there's something to say about that. Oh, okay. Victoria Rowell, the FBI agent, is credited as athletic beauty. In the film, her character is called Beth Jordan and is an undercover FBI agent. Hmm. 
So random. The bikini girl, played by Anna An- Anka, is speaking Swedish in the bikini bus scene. She greets with, I can't even say it, it's hey everybody, and says goodbye in Swedish. Wow. Just out here doing stuff. Hey allihopa. I remember that part. Yeah, that's the hey everybody. <laughs> So there's an entire subplot that was filmed involving Mary's kidnapped husband, Bobby, being kept in a wooden shipping crate, but was ultimately discarded. The brief scene where Nicholas and Shay discuss the Snow Owl incident had originally led into a scene where Bobby manages to escape while still inside the crate. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, let's see. I can give you some more. All right, so I told you they only offered Jeff Daniels 50000 because mm-hmm. they wanted him to turn it down. Jim Carrey was initially offered $700,000 to appear in the film. <laughs> that is insane. Like, mm-hmm. if Considering Jeff what knew, he became. Yeah. However, the offer went in the same week when Ace Ventura Pet Detective opened at number one in the U.S. box office. So by the time... Carrie's agents had renegotiated with the film's producers. His salary had upped itself to $7 million. Mm-hmm. So they had, I mean, they, they had, had to renegotiate. To. Yeah. See, that's like for the mask. He only got paid like 50 grand for that. It's insane to me. Jeff Daniels claimed that he was at a golf course one day when Clint, Clint Eastwood, sorry, Clint, mm-hmm. <laughs> when Clint Eastwood told him that he had just seen the movie. Oh, Daniels braced himself for a negative reaction, but to his surprise, Eastwood wanted to tell Daniels that the bathroom scene had happened to him once when he was on a date. Daniels later co-starred with Eastwood in Bloodwork, which came out in 2002. Poor Eastwood happens to the best of us. (laughs) Tummy issues, IBS, (laughs) IB shit. (laughs) That's all that stills for. (laughs) Movie's great. I think it's enjoyed by a lot of people. Give you like one or two more. How about that? Yeah, I got something to say too after after you. Okay, so Jeff Daniels later claimed three of his agents desperately called him the night before he was to have his costume fitting, begging him not to go, saying they would get him out of this contract. They told him in no uncertain terms he was making the worst mistake of his career, that he would destroy his reputation as a serious actor, while Jim Carrey would receive all the credit for the movie's comedy. Daniels told them his decision was final, and if it was a mistake, it was his to make. Gotta stand your ground. I guess. like You get sick of taking the same roles over and over, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. I mean, as, like we've talked about in the past about someone, like they're problematic now, James Franco. Mm-hmm. He was only looked at as a serious actor. Yeah. It took his friends telling him, hey, you should give this comedy thing a try. And he was he's like the funniest part of all those movies. Yeah. So the hotel bar and Lamborghini scenes were shot at the historical Stanley Hotel in Colorado. The we landed on the moon photo in the bar remains on the wall. And the Stanley wasn't the inspiration for Stephen King's The Shining, right. if you're not aware. Um, and then let's see. There's so much. Okay. I'll do, let's do this last one. During filming, Jim Carrey stayed the night at the Stanley Hotel and requested to stay in the infamous room 217. Mm-hmm. According to the tour guide, tour guide at the hotel, about three hours after Carrey went to sleep, he came running out of the room and left the hotel. To this day, he vows to never go back and he won't tell anybody why. Wow. Leave it on a spooky note. Ooh. <laughs> 
That's crazy. But, okay, so the two things I had to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren Holly, which you said if she would have married him, she would have been... Merry Christmas, yeah. Yeah. She really did marry Jim Carrey. Oh, they were married in real life? Mm-hmm. After this movie. Hmm. And another thing, uh, Seabass originally was supposed to be played by... Um, What's his name? He's a uh, country singer. Oh. Uh, Tim. McGraw? Tim McGraw. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Man. And they just really did not want Jeff Daniels. The scenes between him and Jim Carrey, they didn't even film any of the scenes of them together in the first week of production because they were like waiting for him to just like to replace him. They were fully expecting to replace him. They had a comedian on standby. Who was going to take his place? I don't know. I'm sure if I dug a little bit deeper, I could find it. But it just says they had a comedian on standby. See, I've heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but way back when that (laughs) they did have someone else in mind, Mm -hmm. but it was somebody Jim Carrey didn't get along with. Mm. So I got a feeling it's... I mean, had Jim and Jeff worked together at this point? No. Why did he want him so bad? That seems so odd. Apply for something to branch out, like I said. You can, he could be a serious actor and still be a really funny guy. Yeah. If you have chemistry, you have chemistry. I mean, and people in Hollywood, celebrities can be friends and it makes no sense. I I mean, my immediate thought goes to Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. Like, they shouldn't be friends, but they're actually right. really good friends. <laughs> Things like that, you know? Right. So it's possible that they just ran in the same circles and Jim's like, you're a super funny dude in real life. You should put that on screen. Yeah. And thank goodness he did. Cause now we have this movie. Yeah. All right. So we ready to rate this thing? Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. First category we're going to go with is rewatch. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, this is terrible. Like a two and a half. And Sean, don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> I feel like a five might be too strong. But if you bring this movie up, people are always down to watch it. So four is fair. Okay. I'm just never the one. I always watch it during Thanksgiving time. I'm just not the one throwing out like, hey, y'all watch Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> no, because you guys grew up with stuff like Casper and stuff like that. Like I have... I also grew up with this movie. This came out in the 90s. I know. I watched it. I just, it's not. I don't think you grew up with it the same way I did, oh, though. Oh, okay. Fine. John, we can have different tastes. That's I, the I didn't whole say we point. could. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with my two and a half, I think. Yeah, that's fine. So, what do you think about Legacy? Well, I did get a sequel and a prequel. Mm hmm. A prequel. Mm hmm. Dumb and Dumber. Er. And Dumb and Dumber 2. Okay, well, I don't know which one I've seen then. But, and I it did really solidify both of them as comedians. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just further proved Jim and Carrey. people but asked Daniels. forever if they were going to do a sequel. So when it finally got released that they were finally going to do it, it was, a, it was a big deal. I remember that. Yeah, well, and because it was also like two to three decades later that mm-hmm. it came out. It was like two decades two later decades. that it came out. Um. I don't know. For Legacy, I'm kind of, I'm got to go on the low side. I, but I also think, like, when you think of Jim Carrey's, like, body of work, I guess it's one of those movies that are, like, hit on his upper deck. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I'm just thinking about the movie itself. Like, I understand what it did for Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey, but the movie itself, uh, like, uh, two, one and a half, two. Man, you are just killing this movie. I'm sorry. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. I don't don't think, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Look and feel this movie. This movie is very 90s. It's yeah. got really fun scenes. You can believe that Lloyd and Harry live in slum life. I mm-hmm. think the Farrelly's do a really good job of capturing that. But then this upper class um, motif where they get this money. Well, that's, I was going to say they do a really good job of showing them living in that crappy apartment. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time showing Mary Swanson in this huge private cabin and mm-hmm. Aspen. And it's... It's all shot very well, but it is also, it's, 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 it's time. (laughs) It's nineties. If you love nineties movies, this is one of those movies. that's very nineties. It's nostalgic in a way. For sure. Uh, they're all, the Fairley brothers were also really good at, uh, pushing, uh, bands in the nineties that were just capturing like their sound. Uh So, Oh, the music and the soundtrack definitely stick. And even if it's not. The music itself, I think of, you know, the scary music in the bathroom, mm-hmm. the scary music in the bathroom, both bathroom oh, yeah. scenes. <laughs> the Mary Moo song, it's just got a lot of good, uh, When I Find My Heaven. Mm-hmm. Just. Now, doesn't it have the same song that's in Scream? Oh, yeah, Red Right Hand. Yeah. This came out before Scream, so it had it first. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I think look and feel overall three and a half what i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a four i can bump it up to a four only because it's got some memorable things that stick out the dog car is Mm -hmm. one like that's uh yeah it's pretty memorable yeah jim carrey with a bowl cut and chipped tooth yeah it's i'll give it a four them and their tuxedos Mm -hmm. okay i'll give it a four but my overall I'm sorry, it's low. Um, I'm gonna give it like a two and a half. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. This just—it's not necessarily my comedy. There's some in it that I do find genuinely funny, but most of it's cringy to me. (laughs) Hey, to each their own. I know, and you know, you saw your dad smile for the first time. I saw him laugh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and my dad's already a funny guy. I know. It just made me think of the family guy thing. Me, the guy who drew a smiley face Based on his, his own his testicle to make, make his, his son, son laugh. laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. God. So dumb. See, and that's family guys like so, so to me also. I know that's random, but it's, that's one of those, it's comedy is very hit and miss for me yeah but there's all kinds of comedies like that but there's i like american that you dad like, i don't think they're <laughs> as funny as you say they're fun as funny as you say they are oh i know see so i mean we can have difference in opinion so don't get upset with me i'm not don't be sourpuss <laughs> do not all right well i think it's gonna wrap up this week's episode <laughs> <laughs> so If you stick around, we'll have a sneak peek for next week's episode.
Yes, I think we should. <laughs> when do we not? <laughs> we will have a sneak peek. You will stick around. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, bye. So, so forceful. Keep this energy till next week. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Next week on the Retro Club. I'm kind of positive this is Macaulay Culkin's first movie. Probably. I honestly think this is why he got the part in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Like John Hughes just, just really likes this kid. And John Candy. Ah, John Hughes gets stuck on the same people. There's nothing like, wrong with that, though. Everybody in Hollywood does that. Molly Ringwald. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pretty much that whole... A good chunk of that cast. I shouldn't say the whole like Breakfast Club cast, but he does use a lot of the same people though. You are right. Uh, because Ali Sheedy's been in Home Alone. Some stuff. She was in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. She was the flight attendant. That's right. Uh, well, and it kind of, I don't know. I guess a lot of directors do do that. Like Mike Flanagan is one I think of recently, which I know yeah. is like a totally different. And I didn't realize Spielberg. how far back his catalog goes, but he uses like the same 10 actors. <laughs> yeah, it's just you get comfortable working with people and you know what they're good at. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. But yeah. how can you not get excited about pancakes that are that big? Have to be flipped <laughs> with an actual like snow shovel? Yeah. <laughs> You should have seen the toast. I couldn't even get it through the door. Oh, my God. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at RetroClubPod. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to The Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google podcast and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you. <laughs> <laughs>